Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beer is a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it only makes sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Vince, we got a historic uh, moment on this show that we're about to unveil. I'll tell you what, we're having a lot of historic moments lately. <laughs> yeah, but this one is, is truly epic. We are about to try a beer that has no alcohol in it. No alcohol. Well, that's a slight overstatement. It's a non-alcoholic beer. Holy cow. And that's right, folks. We are looking out for the, the wellness and non-drinking community. The first episode where my dad could actually have a beer from the show. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. And you know what? It makes me feel like raising hell. <laughs> oh, yes. Which is very strange because usually you only raise hell when alcohol is involved. That's true. That's unusual uh, juxtaposition, but this is an unusual episode. Today we're drinking a beer called Hellraiser Dark Amber. And like we said, this is a non-alcoholic brew. Yeah, it's uh, by Wellbeing Brewing, which on the nose. That checks out. And you know we're a little bit past dry January, but we thought we thought this was worth investigating. Not only because it's become a really prevalent part of our uh, culture, but it's just it's just kind of a fascinating thing to think about. Yeah, I agree. And and to be honest, I I get it a little bit. You know, I, it's tough to wake up with hangovers, and as you get older, your body right. processes the alcohol a little bit less efficiently. And I guess that's kind of what happened with the. The founders here, uh, in fact, I would like to point out that he makes a point, one, the founder makes a point of saying, you know, I, I decided to stop drinking, but I still wanted to go to concerts, and I had this for the first time at a concert during my dry January. Yeah, and you know, I think it's great that we're thinking more about wellness and health as a society, and it's something that we should all be part of, and we also don't want to discriminate against people who, you know, have decided not to drink, which is totally fine. And luckily, beer has evolved to the point where you can actually have like some pretty good tasting products without having to actually get drunk. Yeah, we're kind of on this uh, on this revolution at this point, yeah. similar to the way we went from uh, kind of having a craft beer revolution in the last decade or and so. The seltzer. Uh, movement, which we're not totally, you know, endorsing, but we know it's a thing. We're just kind of at the start of the idea that uh, non-alcoholic beer can be good. Right. The real question in my mind is: Oduls has been around for years, and there's a guy out there I spoke to personally who, for his money, Oduls is the best non-alcoholic beer. Well, I think that that is about to be challenged by some of these upstarts like Wellbeing. Uh, we'll just quickly mention this place. Uh, it's it's from Maryland Heights, Missouri. Shout out to... Which is this. very confusing if you stop listening halfway through. Yeah, I know. It, it's actually just outside of St. Louis, but most people wouldn't know that. Um, but like you said, the, the founders, they, um, they wanted a beer that they could enjoy while also you know not impeding on their social life. But you might be surprised to learn there's a bunch of non-alcoholic uh, products popping up in the beer scene, most notably from uh, Brabus Brewing, Surreal Brewing, 
Athletic Brewing. Athletic, um, I recognize. Even Lagunitas in Brooklyn Brewery, two beers that we've done on our show. Um, they have non-alcoholic products, so it's a pretty robust industry. Uh, last year, uh, sales went up 38% to $188 million in the non-alcoholic brewing scene. Um, having so you said can make that, some money doing this. Right. Having said that, it's only about one half of a percentage point of the overall beer market. But still, I think it's great that there, these options are popping up more and more. Yeah, and there, there's more focus being put into it, as is clear by Athletic and this. So I'm going to read the description here, Tom, because I, I, quite frankly, I'm just curious. Right, let's hear it. This is the beer to drink when you are out with your friends, ready to have a great time. This hop-forward amber has the perfect balance of floral aroma and spicy hops to delight the palate of craft beer enthusiasts anywhere. Well, I would say that we're enthusiastic, and we, we drink craft beer. Right. So maybe we should crack these bad boys. I think we should. Cheers. Cheers, Tom. And for the first time, cheers to our sober community that follows. It's huge. <laughs> it's a big deal. Okay, just... it just smells a little... It's missing the... I don't know. It's I already a took a out. sip. I didn't even bother. This is uh, this yeah, is very good. tasty. It tastes like a blueberry muffin. <laughs> I was going to say it tastes like a blueberry bagel. Yeah, that's it. That's Which really is odd because there's no blueberries in this whatsoever. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, the other thing is for those who are, who are um, who care about this, this is only 80 calories, and there's no fat. So. Well, we're talking about 80 calories. Like the, the Michelob Ultra at this point is 90, and Miller Light has made Miller a Light's ton of a little less than 100. Yeah. Little, yeah, 98 or something like that. So you're. If you're looking to cut out calories, this is not the way forward for you. Right, but if you're looking to cut out still, hangovers, still enjoy like a, a beer and not have the downside of alcohol, I think this is. I can already tell. Like, I would love to have another one of these. The crushability yeah. is high. All right, so I'm shocked at I'm shocked at how much I like it. To be honest, I'm not so shocked that I. And pulling a blueberry muffin on the palate here because you know this is not not how yeah. an amber normally tastes. It's close, but it's not quite there. What for me, this is kind of akin to a like. Have you ever seen any of those episodes of shows? I don't know why I asked. Have you? You absolutely have. It's an episode of a show where one character, and I think it usually happened in like little kids shows, goes. No one cares about me. What if I were just not even here? And then they spend the entire episode as a Showing. ghost watching how upset like people are. Or conversely, how the world just carries on without them. Like, yeah. that's what I feel like this is. It's the It's a Wonderful Life effect of... Uh, I've, ne- I've never actually seen that movie. <laughs> that's what happens. Spoiler for an 80-year-old movie. So just very quickly... You know, there's a lot of like movement about these like beyond meat options or like meatless meat. And sometimes I have them and I'm like, I get what they're doing, but it's just not quite the same. If you didn't tell me that this was a non-alcoholic beer, I wouldn't know the difference. I think we've had enough ambers at this point to to know a little better than that. Well, I'm I'm not saying the amber part of it. What I'm got saying it, is if you it. just said, Hey, try this beer. I wouldn't be like, wait a minute, is this no duels? Which like, you know, other beers that I've had, like 
you know, Heineken Zero or Oduels or like some of these other products, like you can tell the difference. So I appreciate that this actually does a pretty good facsimile of the beer experience. Yeah. Well, okay. A facsimile of the beer experience. Yeah. Well, what I, I actually, I have, I'm going to put myself out of my depth, but again, but I know that you are very well versed in this. The Mandalorian was a hot property and it came out on Disney Plus. And I remember seeing The Mandalorian and going, hey, that guy looks a lot like Bubba Fett. Then I found out it wasn't Bubba Fett. It was <laughs> like Bubba Fett's people. Super confusing. And yeah. I wondered why on earth they didn't start with Bubba Fett because Bubba Fett's like a cult classic. People love that guy. Who the hell is this Mandalorian? I don't even think he has a name. Baby Yoda's the star of that show. I'm telling you right now, if Boba Fett were the Mandalorian, Baby Yoda wouldn't be shit. Vince, I've got so many hot takes. I'm gonna explode like a like a volcano right now. So. I don't. I'm not, I, and I'm not 100 percent sure what what I what I was saying. I I know what I was saying there. Now it's yeah. like to me when I saw that I was like Mandalorian is like like a a facsimile of of Star Wars of not Star Wars of like something better. Which come to find out now two years later is the book of Boba Fett. Which may or may not be better, but I assume it has to be because it's got a it's it's got a key character in it. Vince, I'm gonna answer your question with a lot of analysis and we're gonna pour this beer into a glass to see what that's like. Great idea. <laughs> Sorry, I leaned, I leaned away from the mic. <laughs> Thank you very much. It looks like an amber. It does. Just like the Mandalorian looks like Boba Fett. So But he's not. So I'm just going to just preface this by saying if you do not care about these shows or if you do care and you are worried about spoilers, I'm going to be spoiling the shit out of a lot of stuff right now. So The Mandalorian, I had reservations about it because of exactly what you said. I'm like, this isn't Boba Fett. This is like a different thing. It's a Star Wars, you know, expanded universe show. The Mandalorian is fucking awesome. It's a great show. And it's great because of the simplicity. It takes out all of like the world-ending uh, stakes of Star Wars. And it's just like a ground level, week to week. It's like an old Western. Every week, that Mando shows up with Baby Yoda, who, by the way, is not literally Baby Yoda. I think some it's people like don't realize 70 that. 70 years old, right? He's a, he's a baby separate from Yoda's species. What do you mean and, separate from Yoda's species? Well, he is, he's part of Yoda's species, but he's not Yoda. Some people right. think that it's literally like the reincarnation of Yoda, but it's not. Okay. Um, I digress. The The best part about Mando is that it's like, it's a every week there's just like an adventure. They go somewhere. They're like, hey, I need, I need this. And the village people are like, oh, well, we'll give it to you, but only if you kill this thing. And he's like, oh, fine. And then he does. So it's, it's like... It's like The Witcher or like a... Like it's a, very... Almost like a video... Well, The Witcher yeah. is based off a video game. It's it is a video very, game. It is very similar to that. It's gamified. And so what you learn about The Mandalorian is that he he actually is a legit like Mandalorian guy. He comes from a planet called Mandalore. And he follows this very, very specific and weird devout religion within that universe. Compared to Boba Fett... Who's just a guy who picked up Mandalorian armor because it was oh. convenient for his craft. And he also has an entirely different backstory that has nothing to do with Mando. But 
they eventually intersect, and you realize pretty quickly that Mandalorian is way more of a badass than current version of Boba Fett. Well, hold on. Current version of Boba Fett, how does that differ from movie Boba Fett? By the way, had it out of the glass, pretty good. Pretty much the Loses same. Loses a little bit of the blueberry yeah. taste, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the difference is the way they just... The way they explain resurrecting current Boba Fett... Okay, is, what do you mean... Ah, yikes. Did he die? Did yeah, I so he died. Him? Boba Fett technically dies in Return of the Jedi. Where? So in the Sarlacc In the Sarlacc pit? pit, yeah. But guess what, Vince? Yeah, he definitely he didn't, didn't die, die. So they have this shoehorned explanation for how he didn't die. And they use the same actor that was in the Clone Wars as they do in this thing. The problem is... This guy's a fucking terrible actor, and he looks old as shit. But we're also supposed to believe he's like a world-ending, like badass fighter. On top of all that, and this is a complete spoiler for the Boba Fett show. They spend two episodes of the Boba Fett show bringing the Mandalorian in, and Boba Fett doesn't show up for two whole episodes. So they're like acknowledging that the Mando part is way better. I would just like to say that. The Boba Fett show sounds like late night programming that I would watch. <laughs> but it's it's so bizarre. The it's Boba like, Fett show. It's called The Book of Boba Fett, and two of the episodes don't feature the title character at all. What's Paul Mooney doing? I bet you he can, he can play he can play sidekick to Boba it's Fett. It's like it's unbelievable. It's like, not what? Paul Mooney. What's his name? I don't wait. The I, bald guy from Letterman. <laughs> oh, Paul, the saxophone player. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would be like if he got his own show, and then two two days out of the week, they brought in David Letterman to do a cameo that lasted the full episode. Okay, <laughs> that's that's what it's like. F but that guy. There's so many things about like the way they've expanded this Star Wars story that like some of it I'm really into, and other parts of it I'm like. This is just fucking stupid. And, like, why are we wasting our time with this? And, unfortunately, the more I've learned about Boba Fett, the less I like it. I actually prefer when he was just, like, a silent guy. Knowing the backstory has not helped him at all. That's my point. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So you're already out on Book of Boba Fett. Uh, As it relates to just Boba Fett, yes. But if it means more Mandalorian stuff, I'm in. Interesting. Okay, so we really like Mandalorian. So the Mandalorian, <laughs> yeah. very weird here because theoretically, if you were to say like alcoholic beer, I, w- I would say that's Boba Fett. You know, it's badass. Well, not badass. I don't want to encourage people to drink, but you know what I mean. Like you're, yeah. you're more likely to fly off the handle, do some wild stuff. Versus Mandalorian is strict and he follows. He, he's regimented. He's disciplined. Just like you have to be if you're if you're drinking some of this stuff. I would think of it like this. Boba Fett is like the memory of what you had when you first like tried like a disgusting beer and you were like, Oh my god, I love Keystone Light. Keystone Light's awesome. And then and, like and Boba Fett is, is Keystone? Yes. Like when you're when you're first Yikes. Yeah. That's tough, dude. Right, but the thing is, like, when that's Better your... not give out your address. When, People kill you for when that. When that's your first, like, taste of this, you know, world, and you're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Then you years later, it's like, 
hey, Keystone Light's back. Want to try something? Like, ah, uh, I'm sorry. No, thanks. Not interested in that. By the way, I never understood why Boba Fett was, was such a cult classic, why people loved him so much. I mean, he literally was the head bodyguard for an obese worm. <laughs> yeah. And he dies pretty quickly, even though he's supposed to be, like, unkillable. Oh, who, by the way, if we're going back to Jabba the Hutt, looks like one of the characters that got cut from Men in Black. <laughs> they said, we can't use you. Sorry. Oh, chaklapukli chaklapam. Sorry, that's my job. But he does, he does have a an affinity for women in um, uh, metal I mean, bikinis. Yeah. Yeah, um, don't get me started now how huts have sex. We, I did look it up once. Yeah. Why Why is that public <laughs> knowledge? Like that means Someone that, had to take time to write that. That's the more important part. And yeah. if it's canon, that somebody right. is George Lucas, right? Right. Hey, I won't, spoil, I won't spoil that for you, but I will spoil the whole Boba Fett show. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Vince, just dialing this back a bit. I think you and I were had a, a curious skepticism going into this beer. Um, just because we've never done it before. Yeah. Truthfully, I don't know how I don't know how many non-alcoholic beers I've had. It's probably less than fifteen. How are you feeling about it now that you've sort of like had it and 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 had it in your palate versus before? Yeah. I. So here's the thing. What I'm struggling with, and what I've always kind of struggled with from a beer perspective, is like. Beer hits you at some point, and there is a point where it feels very good, right? And so you put up with the fact that you know you're doing empty calories, and uh, it's not good for you, and and you're gonna be, you know, going to the bathroom ten times a night, and and the next morning you're gonna feel bad, and you do it because it has some of those properties when you know done in moderation are are, are pretty pleasant, but it does have it has a bitter taste overall and you really gotta like that taste and and i i'm a sweet guy that's part of the reason right. i'm a sweet I, I love sweets and i'm a sweet guy i'll be I, sweet I, i'll endorse that yeah it, it, that's part of the reason that i love the fruited sours so much is i love that flavor that fruit i'm a huge fruit guy too across the board yeah. so when i get something like a a super hoppy IPA that's 7.7%. Like I know what that's doing and I know what my eventual goal is with that. It's I'm going to have a couple of these and I'm going to feel pretty good. And so I, I'm almost like trying to give myself like a, a reason to have this. Coffee, I don't like the taste. I'm just addicted to it, right? <laughs> this, yeah. I'm not necessarily addicted to. But I put up with the lack, like the the bitterness of, of the taste. And my palate has evolved. I do like like it more than I used to. And so from that perspective, I'm trying to figure out like why would I drink this unless I were truly like trying not to feel left out. And this was a lifestyle change I had made. So part of the reason that I would do like a, a sober month or something is just to kind of like reset turn my health around in general and i don't think that this necessarily accomplishes that right i mean you're still drinking beer you're still consuming all of the calories and carbs and and uh, it's probably not fat but you know um, preservatives and stuff that's probably not great for you so and i'm what i'm trying to do is is like draw a parallel 
to what that what this would be like and and i guess i guess it would be like it, it for me it'd be like watching the first iron man and then not watching anything else like nothing else in the marvel cinematic universe why <laughs> why would you do that <laughs> well that's interesting because he's he's not he's not sober in those movies but in the rest of them presumably he is um i'm thinking of it a different way i'm thinking of it like you stopped engaging with something for a long time and now you just like kind of want to dip your toe back in just for a bit and then you're going to go back on your merry way um for me i'm thinking about like boy band pop music it's something that i really enjoyed in my childhood there's times where I'm like, all right, I could go for this, but am I like working out to the Millennium album at the gym? No, I'm not going to sure. do that. Um, and I'm not saying that like I was like addicted to the point where I had to stop, but I think what non-alcoholic beers do for people that are you know not in the drinking lifestyle is it's sort of like a nice, pleasant, short trip to the past when drinking a beer was something that you could enjoy socially and it doesn't have to be a complete exact replica of that experience it can be a facsimile and that's why i think that like tying this back to the mandalorian the mandalorian is going to be what young kids think about star wars going forward they might go back and watch the old movies but it's going to be different you know and it's also going to be different for people who know the movies more than the show so, I don't know, I think you can have it both ways. I think you can enjoy this and, you know, be someone who drinks occasionally and you can do it the opposite. Absolutely. And I think, I, I great respect, I, I think I, I have great respect for anybody who has chosen to go without alcohol. And this yeah. is a great way if you used to do that, used to partake in alcohol, but you still want to be a part of, of that lifestyle to participate. And I love that. I still stand by my Tony Stark one, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Because that's my attitude. My attitude towards it, and it could change next week, could change a month from now, could change yeah. five years from now. I would not be able to watch one Iron Man and know that there are ten other movies out there that all tie into that story. I'd be like, what am I doing? Why, would I not, why wouldn't I yeah. do that? That being said... I do know somebody who has watched Iron Man 2, and that's it. They don't, need, they don't feel the need to watch anything else from the mcu <laughs> well that's just a, a matter of different taste, strokes for different yeah, folks right i think this is just my personal general thought on it because yeah. it depends why you're doing it and yeah i think if you're making a, a wholesale lifestyle change because you think you'd be better off without alcohol right. then yes love that if you're kind of doing it to i want to be a little healthier i don't know if this is it well I'm willing to, to put a stake in the ground and say that this is a, a three out of five toms. This is definitely better than I was expecting. And if I was going through a sober patch and was getting the craving for beer, I would definitely drink this again. And I think it's yeah, I think it's totally a good beer to have. I agree. I but three out of five is where I yeah. lay it at. It's right right smack dab in the middle. Right. Um, I think it was better than I thought it was going to be. Absolutely. And my my general thoughts on on non alcoholic beer notwithstanding, this is a great option. Yeah, and I'm glad that this is an option for anybody who wants it. And the last thing I'm gonna say about the Mandalorian is 
boy, they gotta really they gotta loosen the restrictions on that religion. There's only three people left in it, and there's a lot of hard rules, including you can't take your helmet off literally ever. Just saying, when there's only three people left in the galaxy, you might want to open it up to a little more recruits. That's fair. Right. But I digress. Thank you so much for joining us today on this very special episode of our show. Please subscribe, rate, and review uh, Friday Night Beers on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow our social media accounts. We are on Twitter. We are. Right. Doing... Mostly sober tweets, hopefully. At FNB <laughs> underscore pod. Yeah. And until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. Or in this case, must not booze. Oh, yeah. We're just drinking. <laughs> yeah. We're just drinking a nice non-alcoholic beer. Beer.